Everyone wants happiness and success, and we know how to get you there. Come listen to the Leadership Society of Arizona as we teach a proven logic to help you simplify life, overcome challenges, and predict the future. You're listening to the Logic and Life Coaching Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Logic and Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Jake, and as always, I'm here with Dr. Jacob. Thanks for tuning in. Now, for you all, you probably just saw me and Dr. Jacob a couple weeks ago, but actually it's been it's been since December since we filmed an episode. So happy new year, everybody. <laughs> By now, you've seen some of the changes that we're doing with the podcast. Typically, every other week, we're going to switch co-hosts. One week, it'll be myself, and another week, it'll be Chuck. And Chuck's going to continue focusing on a lot of general uh, mentoring and life coaching. And uh, my main focus is going to be how to become a better mentor yourself. So each week, we're going to be focusing on these different questions. Specifically, we're hoping that some of you listeners, you, you few wonderful people out there in the world, we're hoping that one of the reasons you're listening to these episodes is because you have uh, kids or teenagers or young people in your life that you want to continue mentoring. So for today's episode, um, we wanted to focus on something that a lot of parents and students bring up to us, and that's procrastination. We've had a couple episodes in the past about it, but now I want to take this angle of really how do you help somebody who feels that they're a procrastinator? So my first question to you, Dr. Jacob, is why does somebody procrastinate? You know, there's a lot of reasons we we contribute to procrastination, but I, I think there's two main reasons that usually I can boil Whoever is procrastinating can boil it down to these two reasons. One, they just don't want to do it. They don't care about what they're doing, so they're just not going to do it regardless of what you do. Two is they don't know how to do it. They just can't see the way. And it usually is the next step to trying to do whatever they want to do. It's too great for them. So then they're trying to figure out, well, what do I do since I, I don't have the capability to, to jump from here to here? I don't have enough information to do go from here to here. And when they don't know and they can't see, they just don't do anything at all. Mm. And this is a common thing that we, we tell our parents is that people often think that procrastination is the problem, but it really is more like the symptom. There's a root cause. And... Yes. What you're saying is this root cause comes down to the child doesn't really understand. They either don't understand what, they, what they're supposed to do or how to do it. They either don't understand or they don't have the capability to do it. No, that's key too. Right. And, and usually we think it's they don't understand, but oftentimes it's the capability. That you think, okay, you don't understand, so go and figure it out. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the capability to go figure it out. Mm. That's why they're not doing it. And, and that is a big issue um, because one, it makes the child feel bad because a parent is going, or the mentor is going to be getting on them. Why aren't you doing this? You should be able to do this. This is easy. You, you know, yeah. you're so dumb. So the, the child's feeling bad because actually the child wants to do it. They're not being lazy. Mm -hmm. They just can't see it or they can't do it. And that's, you know, that's why they're, they're not doing anything. That makes sense. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into both of these things. Now, imagine the first one, they don't understand what to do or how to do it. That, that's the first thing. With this, 
is it is it as simple as just helping them understand it or make making the process easier for them is is that really what you would do as their mentor um it depends you got to figure out well what is it that they're not understanding or what is it that mm-hmm. they're not capable of doing mm-hmm. right because here's the thing if it's simply understanding then yes making the process simpler can allow them to be able to just shoot off and and get everything done pretty quickly. Yeah. Pointing them in the right direction to get the right information, really easy. But if it's capability, now you as a parent have to know yourself, what is it that they need to do? Mm -hmm. And what is it that they're not capable of doing? And then you're going to have to be creative enough because usually it's like, okay, one step, two step. But if the regular steps are too far apart that they're not capable of doing. Now you as a parent have to be creative to figure out, well, what's a medium step that they can do? Yeah. Or what do I need to help them out with so they can get over the hump and actually do it? But you're going to have to take into account exactly who this child is. It, you might say, okay, well, then I'll, I'll help them do whatever they can't do. But this child might not want you to even be involved with it. They might not have the capability to work with you as their mentor, their parent to get this done. So, you know, you might think, well, if they just let me do it with them, then we could get this done, but they might not have the capability to do that. They might, hopefully this is never the case, not like you, (laughs) not like how you do things, not like how you operate, Right. And so it's, it, sometimes it can be a very difficult thing, actually. So they don't, when you say they don't have the capability, it's like they can't handle working alongside their parent is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And a, a lot of times that might frustrate you a lot as a mentor <laughs> or, or the parent, you yeah. know, why can't you just let me do this? And it might be very frustrating and you might think, well, they should, you know, mm-hmm. you should be able to let me help you. Yeah. But the reality of it is, you know, the child can't control that when you get involved, they just have no motivation to do anything. They're just not going to do anything. You know, you, you think, oh, yeah, they're purposely doing that. But, you know, with how many students I've seen now and how many students I've talked to that have gone through this, I've started to realize that most of the time they do not have the capability. And so this might, this might be a hard thing to answer because I think it really depends. But once, if you find out, that your child doesn't have the capability, like they don't understand. Um, How do you, how do you even help them at that point? Is this a much more involved process where you have to figure out what the details are, or is there an easier way to really help them if they're lacking capability? There's okay. So there's two answers. If you're trying to get them to do a specific thing, like one homework assignment or whatnot, then yes, more than likely you will have to get more involved. Because they just don't know. They can't figure it out. So, so you, look, you look at this case and you're, they're not able to do what's right in front of them. There's nothing you can do to change their capability. And they have to get this thing done. And really what you're saying is when somebody doesn't have the capability and they need to get it done, you just got to get in and help them out. Yes. Well, you got to get in and figure out what you can do to help them out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because they might not want you to help them out per se. Uh, yeah. But- that's key too. Yeah. But you, you could find other solutions for, hey, why don't you work with this friend or why don't you do this? Why don't you, know, why don't you go talk to this teacher and maybe they can help you out? Yeah. Um, 
maybe they just need you to set up time with the teacher because they're afraid to set up the time with the teacher. But yeah, if you can do that for them, yeah. then they sit with the teacher and they like the teacher, you know, to help them out. They just were too scared to, you know, to ask. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the issue with this is if you're really going to be a good mentor, you really have to have an open mind and a creative mind mm-hmm. because you have to work around the constraints of whoever you're mentoring. And, and you have to figure out, hey, be a problem solver and you can't take anything personally. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so. So that's, that's the first one. You see that you can't change your capability, you get a little bit more involved. What's the second thing you could do? Well, the second thing is you might start finding out that they procrastinate everything they do. Yeah. But then solving one homework assignment, that's just going to lead to the next and the next. This, um, if you're finding this is an issue, then you, you really have to, it, it's another type of problem solving situation now. Now you're having to look at their process of living, right? And, and what's going on. Is it they're in this advanced school and they're not actually built to do this advanced school? It's going too quickly for them. I see. Yeah. You know, is it there's there's a personal issue going on in their life, so they're not able to keep up with their work, and and then they get behind, and then they don't know they're totally lost, right? And with children between the ages of twelve and eighteen, there's a multitude of things that could be going on, and that's why we always say if you're a really good mentor, the the biggest thing with being a good mentor is keeping in touch with what's going on in, in your, you know, your child's life. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that could be affecting their procrastination. It's they, more, they could have like been doing everything on time yeah. here. And then all of a sudden they're all late here. Right. And so mm-hmm. then you're looking at overall, yeah. you know, it's not necessarily they're missing specific piece of information that you got to go and help them get. It's they're missing a process of life. You know, maybe they're not getting sleep, so then they can't pay attention. So yeah. then that's why they're getting behind and not doing anything because they're so far behind because they don't pay attention in class. They're sleeping, right? Mm. That's you know we've talked we've taught this lesson so many times. I've talked to so many parents about this, but I've actually never really thought about it this way. Is there's really only two things? One, maybe they're procrastinating on specific things, and you could get them involved. But two, if you see a a pattern of procrastination you're saying that there actually needs to be a lifestyle change. Something, something overall is affecting their, their mental energy. Yeah, switching classes, going from advanced to lower placement classes, um, switching schools maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a lifestyle change as well. They're not sleeping enough or they're not spending yeah. enough time you know, doing something. Um, it could be... a an underlining issue that isn't even related. It could be they're dating someone or they just broke up with someone you didn't know. And, and so they're depressed, right? So they're not capable of doing anything because their mental, my, their, their mental state is really unstable. So sometimes maybe the best advice is, is if you notice a student you're working with is putting things off, it's not necessarily means that you need to be, you know, the driver, you need to like crack the whip. It's like, maybe you actually need to take a step back and assess the whole environment. There might be other factors here at play. You got it. Mm. And more than likely there is. <laughs> this goes back to where we started as a symptom. So then my last question to you is, um, if you notice that 
maybe you're not even a mentor, maybe you're just a parent. You notice that your child is procrastinating a lot. Do you feel like this is a cause for worry? Is this something that parents need to get involved in right away and, and start participating? Or what have you seen with that in the long term? No, if you, if you have a decently stable young adult teenager and they are semi-responsible, meaning they, they care about their classes, they in general are, are good students and good people, and you see them procrastinating a lot, they'll figure it out. Mm. All right, they'll figure it out. It might take them a little long time, a little longer. It might take them, you know, maybe getting a couple bad grades to figure it out. But usually they can figure it out on their own. And so there's usually no cause of worry. And um, but if you are a worry person and you <laughs> feel like something needs to be done, the best thing you can do is start as soon as you see them starting to procrastinate at the at the youngest age you can start trying to build the relationship, trying to figure out what's in their life, what's going on, how they're doing things, what they're doing, and try to resist from telling them what to do or getting on them for procrastinating, but trying to get into their life to figure out why. That would be the best thing you could do. That's great. So really, it's if there's procrastination going on, you know, it's not usually the biggest cause for worry, but you try to connect with the child a little bit more and see if they're open to learning and adopting these new things to see if you can make these small tweaks, maybe in their lifestyle, maybe in how they, they manage things. And then you'll start to see as they grow a little bit that this procrastination should go down as long as their stability is, is okay. You got it. That's good. Well, that's our little lesson for today. That's our discussion. We hope all of you parents, if you have, or parents or mentors, if you have someone in your life that is procrastinating a little bit, that this gives you a little bit of direction where to go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time.